Hi, I'm Michael Siddle. And I'm Nick Nanos. And welcome to Trendline. Nick, we're at the, or nearly at the end of the first week of the election campaign. Uh, we've got news from you on the daily tracking that we'll get to at the end of the show. But first, the issue of housing has leapt to the forefront of the campaign. Should, should we be surprised by that? Well, we shouldn't be surprised, but you know, everyone is now talking about housing. And uh, on, the, on the very first day of the campaign, Jagmeet Singh actually referred to crises, a series of crises. He talked about the environment and a housing crisis. In polling that we've done just recently for vote housing on this whole issue of homelessness and affordable housing, it suggests that 15% of Canadians are worried about whether they'll be able to pay for their housing in the next 30 days. That might mm. not sound like a big number, Michael, but that's 4.9 million Canadians who are worried. And the other thing is, is it looks like about 78% of Canadians would look kindly on any party that had a concrete action plan to deal with affordable housing and also homelessness. Mm. So everybody's, it's, it's this week's bandwagon, at least at the end of the week, it seems. <laughs> So uh, Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole also released this plan. I think it's, you know, a million homes in the next three years uh, and sort of putting up more um, uh, impediments to foreign investors. Uh, millennials, it's a massive issue for them, uh, housing affordability, and there's something like eight or nine million of them. Are, are we seeing uh, a trend of, of uh, party leaders sort of focusing more on issues that matter to millennials? Well, it, absolutely, because millennials are an increasingly important part of the electorate and numerically a big part of the electorate, even though they don't vote as as uh, as much as their uh, elder or older mm -hmm. uh, Canadian uh, compatriots, so to speak. But the reality is housing affordability mm. affects renters because it affects the price of rent. It also affects homeowners because it affects the cost of being able to get into the market. And uh, we've had, this pandemic has been hot. No one would have thought it, but it, there's been a hot housing market that has driven up prices, not just for housing and the cost of housing, but also driven up the cost of rent. So in some of these key battlegrounds, British Columbia, Toronto, right? Mm. Uh, housing is, a, is an important issue and it cuts across all the generations. Uh, another issue, uh, rights around uh, abortion. Um, the Liberals and the Conservatives were, were uh, sort of attacking each other over this. Um, uh, Aaron O'Toole had to uh, sort of clarify his position. He, he said that he's for conscience rights for health workers, uh, but he is himself firmly pro-choice. Uh, we saw Andrew Scheer, his predecessor, get into trouble over the, you know, clarifying his position last election. How, how is O'Toole doing so far? Well, I think he's doing fine. And you, and you know what, Michael, as someone that's uh, followed politics for his whole life, the A word usually comes up every single election at the mm -hmm. beginning. The liberals are usually the ones that bring the put, put it on the table. And I consider it, it's like the standard liberal trap, right? It's kind of like the machine in the war room. Roll out the abortion card against mm -hmm. the conservatives and let's watch uh, the conservative leader of the day respond to that. Stephen Harper was very good at responding uh, to this particular uh, liberal issue that they put on the table. He just basically batted it out of the batted it out of the park and said, "This isn't about abortion. That's been decided." Uh, Andrew Shear was a bit of uh, waffled a bit on mm -hmm. this, and as a result, he didn't look very good. And it took him a couple days to actually fully respond, and that became an issue. Aaron O'Toole, uh, 
not caught in the same abortion quagmire as, uh, as uh, Andrew Scheer. He's come out firmly in favor of, uh, of pro-choice. Uh, and, you know, so I don't think it's, so from the perspective, I think of average Canadians, this decision has been decided. The conservative leader has made a, a definitive statement. And I think for Aaron O'Toole uh, and the conservatives are probably thinking in the election campaign, Next, what is the next issue that we want mm. to talk about? Because there's no need in talking about abortion anymore. Now, every uh, party leader tries to convey a certain image to voters. You know, who would you want to have a beer with, et cetera? Um, I thought it would be interesting, Nick, if, if we sort of went through them all and, and see what they were trying to do. Uh, why don't we start with NDP leader Jagmeet Singh? Jagmeet Singh is, is basically the, your friendly friend, your best friend, someone that would be good to hang out with, someone that you would trust, very approachable, very open, very positive, wanting to make positive change, and, uh, and quite likable. Hmm. Uh, and he's, that's, that's actually been his brand from day one. It's a positive, compelling brand. And it's a good brand to build a base. You know, Jack Layton, you know, that's how Jack Layton made his breakthrough. It was years and years of him kind of cultivating a brand. And then you know, whammo in that one election, he made a big breakthrough. And uh, Jugmeet Singh looks like he's, uh, he's got a similar strategy. And I think it's a good strategy. Hmm. What about uh, new party leader, uh, Green Party leader, Annemi Paul? Annemi Paul, I believe, is portraying herself as an authentic uh, leader who's passionate about change. Uh, and also, I was quite struck by the fact that, uh, you know, she talked about not just the environmental crisis, but she talked about social justice and she talked about the economy. So this is more of a, I'll call it the Euro Green Party as opposed to the rabid environmentalist Green Party, the Euro Green Party that has actually been very successful politically in places like France and Germany. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's part of that. I, when I listened to her, it was clear that from an intellectual point of view, she was part of a broader green international movement that's focused on the environment, social justice, and a green recovery. I think that also positions her quite well, especially among millennials who are key uh, voting demographic. Now, uh, Bloc leader Yves-Francois Blanchet, he only has to appeal to voters in Quebec, really. I mean, how, what image is he trying to convey? The champion of Quebec and uh, the leader that pokes an eye in Justin Trudeau, <laughs> because right. Quebec right now is a key battleground uh, for the Liberals, but basically a two-way race in the Nanos polling between the Bloc Québécois and also the Liberals. So he's there as, uh, I don't know, we're going to say Captain Quebec. Anyways, the defender of uh, Quebec, and he will probably be firmly focused, he'll be firmly focused on, on Justin Trudeau as his main challenger, but it'll also have to keep an eye on Jagmeet Singh, and also he'll have to keep an eye on Aaron O'Toole. Hmm. Uh, speaking of O'Toole, uh, he had an, an, an interesting image uh, in, in the news this week. Uh, how, what's, what's that image? Uh, conservative leader Aaron O'Toole. Aaron O'Toole, is this, are you talking about the black t-shirt? I am. Yeah. See, black t-shirt, yes. Mm -hmm. Black t-shirt, modern, urban, relevant, you know, uh, not your father's conservative leader. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we want to do this or if you have graphics, but do we have any pictures of of uh, Andrew Shear or Stephen Harper in black t-shirts, no. Stephen Baker in a no. black t-shirt, Mulroney <laughs> in a black t-shirt. None of them have ever been in a black t-shirt. So he's breaking ground. He's trying to show that he's relevant. 
Uh, he's trying to show that he's modern. He's actually younger than the prime minister. Mm -hmm. So he is younger. And the other thing is he's the man with the plan. He talked about him serving in the Canadian Armed Forces. And for anyone that has a loved one that's in the Canadian Armed Forces, they know that it's about planning. It's about being focused. It's about being disciplined. It's about being ready for the future, ready for the, and being mission oriented. And I think that's the, uh, I think that's the brand that Aaron O'Toole is looking at kind of modern, young, but also the man with the plan. Uh, and finally, liberal leader, uh, Justin Trudeau. Well, Justin Trudeau has the most uh, fully developed brand because there's the, I'll call it, can I call it the capital T Trudeau mm -hmm. brand uh, that his father has built and he's built on his father's legacy uh, as, a, as a progressive uh, modern thinking uh, person. But uh, for, for Justin Trudeau, basically it's about, uh, you know, his vision for equity, diversity, inclusion, his vision on indigenous reconciliation, his vision on, uh, on the environment. And I would say that he probably is trying to portray himself uh, not just as the person that has happened to have led Canada for the last number of years, but as the leader of a broader progressive movement. It's not like his father's party leader. He is uh, the leader of a movement and, uh, and that's how he tries to connect with voters. Hmm. Uh, now, I said at the top of the show, Nick, uh, that you had news for daily trackings, the, the bread and butter of uh, CTV News' election coverage. Uh, why, why don't you update us? So we did release the Kraken. Are we allowed mm -hmm. to say that? I don't know. The Kraken were, we're released Wednesday night. We're still working on the sound effect for that, but it, yeah, it's okay. coming. Maybe, the, maybe we can get an animation, right? <laughs> um, so we started polling Wednesday night last night, Thursday night, we'll be polling tonight. It's a three-day rolling average of 1,200 voters, 400 uh, each night. We'll be releasing the poll every day of the campaign, the CTV News, Globe and Mail, Nanos nightly tracking. It'll be released every day, 10 o'clock on the weekends, because even pollsters like to sleep in just for an extra hour. <laughs> but uh, And on weekdays, promptly at 6.30. So my recommendation to all of our viewers and listeners at 6.30, go to the CTV web, uh, website, ctvnews.ca, press refresh, compulsively press refresh <laughs> until the numbers come up. And uh, first thing in the morning will be the ballot numbers. And then in the afternoon at two o'clock, we'll be releasing the numbers on who Canadians prefer as the prime minister. So you get a double, it's like a double espresso, triple espresso, quadruple espresso, a double hit of numbers every day from CTV News. <laughs> Amazing. And of course, that's what we'll be talking about on this uh, very show. So looking forward to it. Uh, Nick, thank you very much as always. And where can we find you? Find me on Twitter at Nick NIK Nanos or go to the Nanos website for lots of stats, including the tracking will also be there. www.nanos.co. And I'm also on Twitter at Michael Stittle. You can also find more stories at ctvnews.ca, especially about what Nick and I discussed in this episode. Also, please sign up for my uh, colleague Rachel Aiello's uh, election newsletter, The Election Dispatch. Uh, thanks very much, Nick. Thank you.